So I think what's interesting, what is a big advantage and an advantage for Elon is he will diversify Twitter's portfolio like he has done with all his companies. So there will all be these separate entities going all around and this kind of experiment and this and this experiment and this and this experiment, which will lead to better innovation. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to a new episode of Social Convos. I'm your host, Diego, together with my co-host, Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc, welcome back to a fresh new week. Yes, and I, I want to say something. I'm seeing that we're streaming on youtube.com slash convos. So what has changed there? Yeah, we're going all in with the branding. So the channel has been revamped. You'll still find the channel with the old link, but... It's easier now, just YouTube slash at Convos. We got the Convos handle, wow. so keeping the branding consistent. Wow, that's impressive. Of course, we're also live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and on X. It sounds weird to say we're live on X. Before we go into X, also give us a follow on Instagram, on Instagram at yes. Convos and threads at Convos. Oh, yes, and threads. Very well, very well. So how's your threads experience been so far? I opened up the account. Well, opened up is kind of weird saying basically you, you just got to opt in, do it from your Instagram you in account. For, for Instagram threads, yes. But then it sends you to the app store to first download a separate app and then to authenticate. <laughs> so I find the whole user experience quite cumbersome. Like, what the hell do you want? people to do and now we got this whole thing with elon and twitter with the rebranding to x so this makes me wonder what's going on with these happy hitters what's going on with park zuckerberg what's going on with elon musk all these big players in the space kind of starting new platforms rebranding this is just hype is it just gaining attention no there there are definitely some things that want to get into when it comes to X, but I'll explain that in a second to first say Instagram threads because we briefly touched upon Instagram threads in a, in a previous episode. So far, there are two things that have stuck out. The first thing that I really noticed is, and was hard to understand, there are no hashtags, or at least there's no hashtag function for search which means that for now on threads, hashtags are rendered useless. Yeah, so it's basically you're at the mercy of the timeline, basically your, your home yes, you timeline know, and the algorithm. Pretty much at the, which puts you at a disadvantage if you're a smaller, if you're a smaller threader, definitely. I wouldn't say the threads of the bigger accounts are necessarily better, but having a huge following definitely helps percentage-wise. Uh, what, to... what do you mean percentage-wise? Okay, like, so... As in getting engagements? You, you say threats is about 3% engagement per following right now, like on average. 
say I'm not saying that's the actual average, but to, to, to give an example, most people on threads have less than 100 followers. So that's the first thing to, to consider, right? Most people on threads have less than 100 followers. So most people will struggle to get over three engagement per, per thread. That's just, just something in general. And then you have a couple of people or thousands of maybe even a million people that have over 100 followers. They get some traction. So if you have like 100 followers and you have like three people who tune into your thread, it's like 3% engagement rate, right? Or I wouldn't say engagement rates because I don't know how many people you reach, but at least 3% of your following engages. So imagine you have 100,000 followers on threads. That would mean that you would have to get 3,000 people engaging to get 3%, which I feel is a tall order. I'm just going to... It's high. Yeah. It's it's really high. That's ridiculously high. that's, That's like... I'm quickly going to go to the most popular threats at the moment in, in my in my timeline. And there will be around, like, if you're lucky, you're around like 300. Like 3, 4, 2, 36, 2, 2, 1. So one thing I want want to mention on on my first impression on on threads yeah. it's yeah basically people compare it to twitter also known as x now but yeah. to stay on the topic of threads a bit notice that a lot of people post with a photo so this brings the question like instagram was the photo first but i see people posting photos and then with a the caption and in this case the caption is on top Whereas oh, we're just, we're you're just the experimenting. only person. We're experimenting. Sorry? I'm not the only person. We're experimenting. Like everybody's yeah. experimenting. Yeah. So from, from what I've seen, like most of the accounts yeah. I see in the timeline is basically very photo-based. I think your, yours and maybe one or two other accounts are the only accounts that show up in my feed that are text only. That's really and interesting. You, and you just mentioned... It doesn't have hashtags, right? So that brings the question, is it very much like photo driven or how does the algorithm basically curate for the users? So although let's see how many threads I have so far. Uh, I have quite some threads. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 9, 10, 11, 12. I have 12 threads so far, right? Of those 12 threads, 4 or 5 are actually with a photo. Yeah. So it's not actually, I'm, I'm also posting photos. They get about the same or even a little bit better engagement, to be honest. The photos, yeah, the photos get better engagement than the text only so far. So it's it's really experimenting because it's it's similar to to Twitter and I'm actually running the experiment now, Twitter R X versus Instagram threads versus Dboss because I'm also active on Hive and Dboss is one of the not the only one but one of the micro blogging platforms on Hive and what I'm trying to figure out if you're like a smaller creator does it make sense if you want to instantly monetize to go over to a web based micro blogging platform 
a Web3 based microblogging product because you can earn crypto through microblogging instantaneously, now without having to have a big following or being in the support system or, or partner system of all. Because Elon Musk also announced that people, Twitter Blue, kind of, if they're big enough creators, they, they also earn as a creator as well. That's kind of implemented in the system. So I'm really wondering to see like, okay, but for a small creator, how easy is it to get into that system versus microblogging on Web3 and actually earning directly with a payout after seven days? So basically, that's, that's the idea behind the research on them. On the topic of you brought up like Hive again, right? And one thing that I noticed on the sign up for threats was, I'm not sure if it was on the sign up, but it's part of a different ecosystem, right? It starts in an F. I can't find a name at the moment. Is it pediment or something like that? Basically, the, the idea, what I read through it was that you'd engage just like it is on Hive and Peak, that everything in the backend is on one, one thing, but the in, interface is different. So I, I'm thinking here now, like, are they copying the ideology of the decentralization or basically having the niche communities with its own separate interface? Hence, you have threads and Instagram, whereas if you're photo-oriented, you go on Instagram, but it's the same account. That's why your threads account is linked to your Instagram account and you can't decouple them. <laughs> so, that, so that's what, that's okay. what how my brain was basically processing that. Okay, so, so I want to answer this question like at a latter stage because I want to jump into X. Right, so right. What the question comes now, are you an Xer? What do you say? The hell are you talking about? <laughs> so the Xer has kind of a negative connotation in the sense like an Xer is often Especially I'm watching a series, a Netflix series now, Manifest, where an Xer is definitely somebody who's bad. That's somebody who sprays, spray paints. Oh, well, according to some, it's actually good, but somebody that spray paint houses of those that were involved in the whole story and basically threatening them or attacking them or even killing off uh, members of that, that specific group. And an Xer in general is somebody from Generation X. So that would mean you were born in the 60s or 70s, mainly, and are now in the 50s, even 60s already. Late 40s, 50s, 60s. So that would Isn't be it an Xer. already? Uh, no, is boomers, it boomers is 60 above. Oh, so access right after Boomer, right? Then you had a Y and Boomers were born after the Second World War. So that's 40, the 40s and the 50s. So that would be 60 plus, 70 plus. Those, those would be the Boomers. The Xers are often the, the people in charge now in the world in general, like at big corporations. They're all elite 40s, 50s, 60s, early 60s. So that's the, the, the X generation. And basically, if you're saying Xers, we would normally refer to them as Generation X. But now, apparently, or at least how I'm ascribing it is, an Xer is somebody who uses X, which is Twitter. So for those of you who missed the memo... Do you, do you think it caught on? No, of course it hasn't <laughs> caught on. And people probably haven't realized it yet. So for those who have missed it, Twitter is now rebranding to X. So Twitter 
x.com is still the main platform with all the data. But if you go to x.com, you are being redirected to Twitter. And Elon Musk has already launched that Twitter is becoming X. And the idea is that it will be an all-in-one super app. And I think mainly inspired by WeChat. Where it really becomes interesting is the payment system that they're going to implement. Of course, even if it's as a joke, if Elon <laughs> manages to get Doge in as a payment system on Twitter, that will be massive. That will be huge because you will have millions of people who are saying like, oh, this is cool. I can actually pay with Doge now. I mean, yes, Robin, I will actually going to say that for Doge users, it's pretty cool. And it's especially cool for Doge users that live in countries with inferior banking systems. Because for us, it's no use if, yes, X payments is now available on Twitter and you can do this and this, but you still have to have a credit card through a Western bank or something like that. So from that perspective, micropayments for microblogging is, is something that uh, it's really being un underutilized. And that's that's why I'm actually excited to talk about about DBoss a little and those kind of platforms because it will open people's eyes up to like, and this goes with a tweet that I read by one by one of the creators I follow on Twitter, who's Roberto Blake. And he basically says, listen, you have to decide. If you want to go for monetization, commit to monetization. If you want to go for the biggest reach, commit to the biggest reach. If you want to go for sales, go for sales. Go for whatever you think is fit. So if you want to go for monetization, choose the platform that gives you the best opportunity to monetize. If you care about a, having a big following or a big community, choose the platform that caters best to that platform. And with, with, with X, Basically, it's it's making it easier for at least that's the vision that I envision that that Elon asks. It's easier to give payments, to give micro payments to creators, and peer to peer payments because at the moment there's no peer to peer payments in the traditional no. social media space. There just isn't. So if X is the first to pull it off, that we have peer to peer payment systems. Well, well in, in the like Western a, social media, right? Because yeah, as you mentioned, we WeChat. WeChat is a global basically. social media. I mean, yeah. I have yet to hear, hear of somebody saying, I don't live in China, but I can pay with WeChat. I might have missed the memo if that's already possible. If I have WeChat in Suriname and somebody else's WeChat in I think or, I remember like I went hot potting, they had WeChat. To pay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, we have to check that out. Yeah, I, I, I it was a year or two ago. I do remember because I had the WeChat. Well, WeChat is pretty big here. I did check. Community but, yeah. Where the payment or how does that work? Do you have to use it? Actually, we have to figure this out because it will be. Yeah, but I assume it's for, from the, the, the Chinese community, right? Because they're, they're in, involved in it. They, they have a deeper connection with it and deeper exposure with it as well. So yeah, in that case, yeah. I do understand it. And if you're talking about the, the payment onboarding processes for Western media, then yeah, everything goes to the traditional 
banking, credit card, etc. And that's what's struggling for the majority of people, especially Latin America, because they don't have access. Like, I don't know the percentage, but a big percentage of people don't have that access. And having a alternative or in-app payment system or tokenized system is a possibility for them. It doesn't matter how they get it. They should be able to transact. That's what the, that's the important part. Okay. So what I quickly want to pull up for a second, just to give people a general idea of what the situation is at the moment, I'm going to pull up some statistics from the, the 10 biggest platforms at the moment. We're not going to go into the discussion whether or not WhatsApp or chatting apps or our social media or not. That's, that's a discussion for another day. But as you can see, Facebook is now at around 3 billion users, which is really interesting because I feel the last time I checked, they were over 3 billion. So there might users be users or accounts. So basically accounts. I, I would say accounts, active users. In, in the, in the, accounts. Individual accounts, right? Yes. These will be individual this, accounts. This so is not accounting business billion, accounts. 3 billion accounts. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's based on, so it, I'm assuming it's users. YouTube is second with 2.5 billion accounts. I'm not sure how they measure this, to be honest. So my take here is yeah. why YouTube is significantly less because YouTube from the early ages was more public than Facebook in the sense, right? You didn't need a YouTube account or you still don't need a YouTube account to consume YouTube content. Whereas for Facebook, they slowly gone that route, especially with business accounts. But in the beginning, you needed an account to view the things on, on Facebook. So I, I think that's the, how Facebook kind of leapt over YouTube. No, it was, Facebook. it was yeah. always Facebook. It was always Facebook. It was no, but, but yeah. I mean, the, the, the difference, the, the delta that you have there. Yeah, but we don't Your, know. It could be more. It could be. It could be five hundred million people using YouTube without logging in. Exactly, you know, a, a billion people. We have no idea. So that's what I mean. That, no that's idea. why this yeah. this data is kind of you're not comparing apples to oranges. And you, I didn't want to bring up the WhatsApp, but WhatsApp yeah. is purely peer to peer or user to user. There is no yeah. public. WhatsApp web page that you get that's, that's the discussion. That's that's definitely yeah. the discussion because you do have status updates and you do have groups and you do now have the feature that people can voluntarily put themselves in groups. So it's coming more and more public domain. Yeah, but when I mean yeah, yeah, like the and origin, WhatsApp like apps, how it went. WhatsApp ads are not there yet, but if we get to WhatsApp ads, it's definitely depending on how they roll it out, it's definitely be more interesting. What I find really interesting is that WhatsApp or Inst and Instagram are tied. That wasn't the case half a year ago. There was a clear difference in users there from what I can recollect, at least from last year. So What's, that's which of, one was higher? Oh, WhatsApp was way higher than Instagram. That's a really interesting thing. So I don't know if the WhatsApp usage shrank due to the fact that more people went to Telegram, more people went to Signal. There's kind of a loss of, of, of trust in that regard or that Instagram just grow. The growth was rapid. And then what's interesting is that the next biggest, the number five is WeChat. So I think that's, that's one of the interesting, that's why I bought this, brought this graph up because it's still 1.3. And then TikTok, which is really interesting because 
TikTok. Snapchat was never as high as TikTok is. Twitter was never as high as, as TikTok is. They were never close to hitting 1 billion users. TikTok has over a billion users. What's just interesting is Facebook Messenger is continuously declining on this list. Continuously is going to drop further and further because there is technically little to no development in Facebook Messenger. And people just don't want to have the app on their phone. And that's actually the thing with Facebook Messenger, which could become a concern with Instagram threats. Facebook Messenger, the main problem was that you couldn't log out of Facebook Messenger without deleting the app from your phone. So a lot of people have also given up on Messenger because they're better messaging apps. Even WhatsApp is much better. So slowly that's going away. And then you see Duyin, and Duyin is actually the Chinese version of TikTok. So I think TikTok is still called Duyin in China. So I also don't know how that works with TikTok and Duyin both being on them. And what really surprised me, Diego, I don't ever remember seeing another messaging app like Telegram, Telegram in the top 10. That's Telegram. And Snapchat was not in the niche. top 10. I, I don't recall that. I could be mistaken, but Telegram being in the top 10 is really interesting. And Snapchat as well, which means that even though Snapchat is kind of like on the down, or at least it felt like it from a business perspective, Telegram still has more, the, more monthly users than both Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest. So I found it really interesting, to be honest. On the topic of payments, there's a question coming in, like on the Brazil and payment feature. I remember a few years ago, like one or two years ago, that WhatsApp basically introduced payments in Brazil. I haven't seen any okay. significant updates on it. I'm not sure if it's adopted. Oh, they're trying it again. They're trying it again. So here's the, the full story on why specifically Brazil. Because if you think geographically, because WhatsApp payments are embedded into WhatsApp and you think, oh, we're next to Suriname is next to Brazil, we're, we're, we're going to be close second. No. We will be. No. So to clarify the whole WhatsApp Brazil payment feature, it has to do with Brazil's social security number. So in Brazil, your social security number is directly connected with your bank or it's, it's directly connected with your finances. So in Brazil, a lot of things you're able to pay them on a monthly basis. I think I've seen some cases, I could be wrong, but I think I even see some cases where you could even buy food with monthly payments. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm going too extreme, but like really stuff that you would regularly think like, why would you do installments for that? They would have fame a payment system that you could do it in monthly installments. So that's really interesting. And the reason it's, they are able to do it is because yeah. of the social security system being tied up to personal finances. Meaning mm -hmm. if you miss a payment in Brazil, you're blacklist. Yeah. It's, it's going on your record. And I, I, I have mixed use on that because it's basically introducing like, the credit system and not only basically in an improved version of the credit system to LATAM and Brazil being the, the biggest 
demographic. If, if you compare the U.S. is what, 380, 350 million population, whereas Brazil is around 200, 250 million in that range. It is the biggest blood in the Western hemisphere, Southwestern hemisphere of yeah. people concentrated. So if you're going to try something, you might as well try it there. And they already have that infrastructure but in place. they're only able to try it there because of the infrastructure. Yeah, the, that, the infrastructure. They, that, it's not as extreme as China, where everything is included, but it's the closest thing Meta could find to battle WeChat's superiority when it comes to being a payment app co combined with a social app. So that makes sense why Brazil was chosen. So that makes it really interesting. But I mean, there aren't that many countries that have that structure set up. So it will be interesting to see, and now we get back to X, it will be interesting to see how Twitter responds to that. And the last thing I want to say in the, in the introduction to, to this topic is that, and I'm just going to say Twitter from now on because X is not really a thing for anybody at the moment. But the real interesting thing about Twitter is that with this rebranding by Elon, it does feel that it's the first time that Twitter is on the attack. So that's really, it's always been this platform trying to buy Twitter, this platform trying to compete with Twitter. And now finally, it's Twitter saying, I'm going to compete with the rest. I'm going to go a step beyond. And what's interesting, because we mentioned the threats thing and the threats being part of Instagram and actually being called Instagram, a threats app because a threats uh, Instagram app because threats.com was already clean. The change, the name change from Twitter to X is a big long-term play in the sense that we have had Find, we've had Periscope, which are kind of, it's a Twitter app. We've had Twitter Spaces, which is like a functionality yeah. of Twitter. So we have had several situations where Twitter came in with something new, whether it was like a daughter app or a function or a functionality or a feature within the app. But now and saying they got like, destroyed. No, <laughs> yeah, now we're going to change our core and we're going to rebrand our core and all. I think it's a big power move. I mean, people might not agree that it will succeed. So would you... But it's basically it's saying we've been stuck here at 400 million users, kind of not growing for, for years. We're going to do something different. So if, if you would have to gauge the impact of this rebranding from Twitter as the main company to X, would you say it has the same weight as like what Facebook did with Meta? No, and what it has Google did with Alphabet? It has more weight. It has more weight. The Facebook why, why logo never changed. Yeah. The Facebook logo never got a meta element. Yes, WhatsApp and Instagram are now considered a meta app or an app by meta. But this is like a complete rebranding, which makes a lot of people upset. Because if you have if you have all your personal branding on Twitter with a bird, and now all of a sudden. Elon killed off the bird. You have to rebrand everything. All the designs, all of your design work, everything. 
I do still, it's still a very small percentage and I think they, they can capitalize on it. I, I don't see that as too much of a issue for most people. Personally you don't speaking. see it because you're not that invested in, in, in the birds. Like if you have it on all your birds, if you have the bird on all your birds, imagine how much that rebranding will cost you. If you're truly known as a, a Twitter expert, it's really weird to now also say an ex expert. Like it's, it's an, that, that's an why I say it. it. It's I don't think it'll catch on as fast yet, you know, because it still carries weight. Because tweeting has become a verb that people use. Yes, you know what's tweeting? It, it's become yeah. part of culture. So having this huge rebrand and thinking like from this week or next month that. People are gonna say, "I'm gonna X." No, I'm doesn't make sense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna exhibit. I'm gonna be exhibiting. That's the best one. I saw. That's just that's just reaching. That's just reaching. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, I do feel, I do feel it's a, a power move. It's Elon saying, "I'm going in all or nothing," and I think it is important. It's it shows that you're that you're well aware that something has to drastically change for you to be, to be taken serious in this space. Because I'll, I'll show it once again. I'll bring it in screen one more time. These are the 10 biggest social media platforms according to statistics. Yeah, Twitter is not even on and here. Twitter is not on here. Like I'm past Twitter. That says a lot. Yes. So it's just saying like, hey, Twitter is stuck. So it's time to try something. So another parallel that I wanted to draw in terms of the announcement and the type of free branding. And we spoke last week on threads, right? And we said threads.com, they didn't even put in the effort to get it. They just used threads.net and Elon or basically Twitter, they went to the effort to get x.com compared to something like what Meta tried to do and launch their new product. And they're, they're doing this with their mainline products, basically their fla flagship, flagship product, Twitter. And a few other comments that I saw a lot were the way it's been done. Basically, they didn't go fully in stealth mode to switch everything overnight and have everything as X. It just literally, just the logo, just the loading screen is an X. It's basically making a statement. This is happening. So what do you think of those approaches of announcing the rebrand? Like gradually and it's weird because it. I don't know exactly when it happened. Right? You're like, normally it's like, on oh, this day, this F launched. I yeah. have no idea when X launched. If it's two days ago or three days ago, I have no I, idea. I saw the logo. I think last night. Yeah, so we don't really know because it transition. It's still transitioning. So yeah, it's, really it's basically a stealth move. Like, on this day, gradual, became yeah. X. So that makes it different already. And this brings a lot of conversation to it, right? It's basically the people are gonna market it for you. There's like, how could they do this? This isn't even proper branding. You didn't yeah. go through the processes of traditional branding. You didn't think about the merch you didn't think about oh it should change on the app as well you just announced it with the main website logo that's it 
So this this brings a lot of attention. And you talked about the getting the attention, right? So Twitter with Elon's personal brand as well is getting all that attention for free with this simple move. So how does this compare to your traditional yeah, it sounds weird to say you now traditional social media marketing branding strategies. But I mean like a rebrand? I feel like none of the three main plot lines this year, whether it's AI with ChatGPT, whether it's Thread by Instagram, and whether it's X by Twitter. None of them follow the traditional launch route. None of them did. So if you're gonna ask so if you're gonna ask which one is the most and that's the question that was actually asked on Facebook, I think by social media examiner, like which one do you feel was the best? And I'm like, seriously? Like one has been around less than a week, the other has been around less than a month, and the other one hasn't even been here a year. So how do you want me to assess the situation? I have no idea here. Another thing that I found interesting, and I, this is one thing that I did want to bring up, is when you go on threads, the most active person talking about threads is not the CEO of threads, but rather the CEO of Instagram. And that's something I found very peculiar. Okay, CEO names, because I'm not familiar with the CEO names. No, so the CEO of threads Actually, I think has less than a thousand followers at the moment. It's not really been has not really been active this past week. Whereas all the major announcements and things, of course, the Threads app is really active. I have to compliment the marketing team from Threads itself. The Threads app has really really active that account, but the main like. Elon is speaking towards Twitter kind of situation is coming from the CEO of Instagram and not from the CEO from of Thread. So that's a really interesting thing. I think the I think even Zuckerberg is more active on Threads than the CEO of Threads. And also has a much bigger following, of course, because they know Mark Zuckerberg. And so I think that's also plays a role. Yeah, because I've never heard of I don't even I, I don't think you even know CEO of Thread. No, I don't think you even know the CEO of Instagram. No, no. So, so that that's but that what made it really interesting. And I think, think what with Twitter that's really interesting is, are people gonna buy into Elon Musk? That's at the end of the day, something that's going to be really important because Elon has a more. When people look at Elon, it's more of a, a more polarized opinion. Yeah. Then, that's then, that's an understatement. It's a, quite a polarized uh, so statement. There are people who are really running away when I was saying like, "Hey, Elon is just a genius. He's brilliant." And there's really people saying like, "Yeah, I don't believe him at, at all." But also the track record that Elon has, and this isn't to say you know it's proof, but it's quite diverse of the things he's done. Whereas Mark, for example has been contained in the online social media space. Elon has diversified in payments with PayPal, in space tech with SpaceX, in electrical vehicles. So it, it's a whole different ballgame with the, yeah, the, the, the baggage they have. 
like the, the diversity in that. Yeah, so I think what's interesting, what is a big advantage and an advantage for Elon is he will diversify Twitter's portfolio like he has done with all his companies. So there will all be these separate entities going all around and this kind of experiment and this and this experiment and this and this experiment, which will lead to better innovation, to be honest. Because to I be agree. completely honest, Instagram threads, the Ferdex for me isn't out. I still use it on a daily basis, but there's really no innovation in threads. As of now, all the features on threads are available somewhere else. On the contrary, it's basically they eliminated features. You can't even DM. Your, well, they're working on you, certain you can't features. Hashtag. They're listening to the feedback and they have already put in a for you and a following page, which is good which is not enrolled in my app. I mean, I still cannot switch between for you and following. But at what, least, what's that? So basically when you're on oh, threads, basically right, at that tab, right? you see like, like yeah. random things of people that yeah, you don't you, you get the so, algorithm recommended based yeah. on your tastes and exactly. the, the follow only, yeah. So that's one thing that they have to do. I'm wondering, I don't think they're going to implement the list feature because the list feature in Twitter is also kind of died off, which used to be one of the best features, really. And I think they will definitely crack down on bots. If, they're, if people start using bots on Instagram threads, they will... They will no, for sure. Like that's, that thing. was one of the biggest issues on Twitter as well, right? Like... I remember watching a YouTube video and they reference an article about probably in the next two to three years, most of the content on the internet, more than 50% will be bots and AI. Like the content that's being generated, the content that's being commented, crawled, it's gonna be majority computer gen piece generated and less human, whereas the humans are going to be the consumers. So that's the kind of the doomsday scenario that, that we all be zombified watching our screens and doom scrolling. Why does this feel like a Black Mirror episode? I that's really terrible. should pick it up. I really no, should pick it up to get the reference. That sounds... I, I, I hear the, that reference a lot. Like, oh, Black Mirror is coming. It's like close at hand. Yeah, no, I, I think that things with Black Mirror are a little bit too extreme. Like, it, it could, but it's kind of not, it's not going to be mainstream. It could happen to somebody, but it's not mainstream. But it's scary because a lot of, it's it's kind of, it's very sci-fi-ish in the sense that, yeah, this could happen in 30 years. Basically, the tech is there, but it really happening could only be in 30 years. So that's the scary part about it. But Yeah, it's within our lifetime. Yeah, but it's not like they're they're gonna be ways to fight it. So that's the good news. But it's still scary stuff. It's still scary because there are already people in the world that are acting as scammers that they can do things that are being done in Black Mirror. And luckily for our society right now, they're not that tech advanced and far along yet. But once they get, and hopefully they never get their hands on it, it's going to be very scarce. 
Yeah, because the gaps in generation with the tech advancement and those who are, you know, capable, it's getting wider. So to close this off to the final section, I want to bring back the topic on. Uh, I, I just want to jump on this. I want to jump on this as well, last before we go to final topic. There's scary things happening on Facebook. And that's why we're moving to even on the social space to the know your customer kind of having to have a government ID. That's so for people who are wondering, like, for instance, why I do the subscribe to verifications that come along. I do feel like if I have a public, public platform that I do want it verified for that platform to know it's me to verify it with a government ID, just because if I get hacked, I can prove like I I'm hacked. Right. So that's one of the reasons. And then you get into the situation. I had something really weird happen to me. So the day before Japanese New Year, my settings of my Facebook profile got switched to a dialect, an Indonesian dialect in English. It was really weird. So I opened up Facebook and there was this dialect in Indonesian English which I couldn't understand. I frantically searched to change the language a couple of times. I changed the language. It still stayed on. It went to, I think I went to Dutch even, and it stayed on Indonesian Dutch. Really, really weird stuff. And then I went to, in the end, I went through my log, activity log, to see if I was hacked and somebody was else and there was nothing there. Yeah, so I had that quite a few years ago and changed to some Russian language. So I don't remember what the cause was, but it was something either cached in in the browser or some external yeah. thing. So it, it's yeah. client side. Yeah. So I don't think it's your account per se, but it makes it seem like you, you've been, so it, yeah. it's a client injection. So it was really weird. It was really weird. And then after a day, it was gone. It was not on my page. It was just on my profile. It was really extremely weird experience. Like software just, they tried to recognize something that didn't make sense. But go on to your last question. Yeah. So we brought up the payment thing. I need to get my train of thought again. The payment thing and we, yeah, the, sim the similarities of threats and Instagram to having that one ecosystem where everything in the backend is interconnected, but the interface, the UI, and how you engage with it, how you interact with it, is different for everyone. So if you're more photo-oriented, you'll go to Face, to Instagram. If you're more short threads-oriented, you'll go to threads. Similar to how Hive has created like different user interfaces for if you're block oriented, if you're finance oriented, they have different skins, so to speak, and different mini ecosystems within it. But everything is still connected within on one account. That's why I said like the Instagram being connected with your threads account is intrinsically linked. So what you post on threads also is coupled to your IG, but based on the references, people get it delivered differently. 
So how do you see those similarities between the hype ecosystem and how Threads Meta Instagram is moving into this one ecosystem? It's interesting, but then in that sense, you would have more apps surfacing. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to go that direction. So that's why I think Threads is the, the first experiment with it. It's, it's interesting because you can rapidly build and you can take overtake all the smaller, like we discussed last time, and you've seen it on the graph today. If, if you Instagram has over 2 billion users and they come up with these new apps and 10% of those users go onto that app, it's already kind of like a top 25 app in user base. Yeah which has been the strategy for Facebook in quite some time with these new kind of functionalities. Just look at an app that's super successful, that gets to 100 million users, take those features and replicate them for a billion users, and you end up winning. And I'm not sure that strategy, how long that strategy is going to last, because people will also get tired. And I think with threats, we've already seen a massive decline in active users. Because everybody's like, okay, let's try it out. Oh, okay, it's really difficult. I mean, I can post a picture on Instagram and get 500 likes. I post a thread and I get like three likes. Okay, maybe this is not for me. It's kind of the, the Twitter, Facebook dilemma, which we had as a country like five years, 10 years ago. So it's not really that easy to... to and if the app is good, it's going to survive. And if the app's not that good, it's slowly going to die off. And that's why mm -hmm. I think... And that's why I think the X move by Twitter is like such an interesting move because if it becomes a super app, you get a lot of different use. And I think one of the things that people underestimate, Snapchat has really grown. And one of the reasons why Snapchat has really grown is the top creators on Snapchat get paid a lot. Like really a lot. And Snapchat has basically decided like, okay, we don't have to make any profits, but we're going to grow that we can't be denied. TikTok but has, yeah. But that's a strategy for a lot of startups, right? Grow, get market share before even thinking about thing, profit. Snapchat is no longer a, a startup. Yeah, but I agree, it is still has startup roots and not many startups graduate to that level. That's what I want to so say. TikTok is also a startup still. Yeah. And what about Twitter? Kind of could be both. Because it's kind of like, it's a fight. It's really a fight. Well, for well look, now Twitter is going the direction because Twitter wasn't profitable. Now with Elon's intervention, they're basically looking for models to get profitable by themselves. Yeah. They were looking off of investment stock money. That's the difference. Like a lot of startups, they die because they run out of runway because they run out of investor money and they can't transition into having a sustainable business model. That's why a lot of these early apps that we've seen in the past decade, Clubhouse, they introduce a feature, they grow rapidly, 
they and then that's the they're stolen and then it's gone. Yeah. Because like it's not like Twitter spaces is as big as it was when it killed off Clubhouse. Exactly. And you don't hear anything because it's an it's not a threat anymore, not no point intended. You don't have anything on Facebook. Well, what's what is that called again? Facebook audio something. I don't even know the name anymore. But yeah, that that, that was the last thing I wanted to bring up on the, the case with X. So is X a Musk? I don't know, but it sure is interesting to see how this is going to develop. Definitely interesting. I guess we'll talk about this topic a year from now. I don't think even a year from now. It's going to be a few weeks or a few months and something something is going to happen. Let's plan it that we spend episode 175 on it again. Like a full episode on X and where it stands compared to what we've just discussed. Any closing remarks, Diego? No, a last thing to say is so check it out. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Confos, C-O-N-F-O-E-S. Follow us on Facebook. No, not Facebook. Sorry. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. Facebook related apps. We're going to see how X falls out and if you can get the Confos handle there. But apparently someone from 2013 has the handle and never posted anything. So I want to see if I can grab that handle. So with that being said, this was Social Convos. See you back here next week. Same place, same time. Bye-bye.